Welcome to Gamer's Ledge, the only daily Midwest-based podcast about video games. News, opinions, and reviews about video games every day. Tuesday through Thursday, every week of the year, covering the Wii, PlayStation Portable, Xbox 360, and PS2 and PS3. And now here are your hosts, Awesome Andy and the Marksman. Welcome to Gamer's Ledge, the only daily podcast based out of the Midwest, of the good old US of A. It is Wednesday, December the 27th, and I am the Marksman, and with me always, awesome Andy. How are you doing today, Andy? Doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Well, I thought we'd start off today with a little topic of discussion uh, that's been floating around the boards for a little while. Microtransactions, good or bad for the industry. Andy, what do you think? kind of torn on the subject it's you know it's good for the uh the companies because they're getting the extra money off of it but i don't really want to spend you know whatever they're charging like it's probably only like five dollars or whatever but still five dollars i don't want to spend on an extra level or even you know the They'll even charge you for, like, extra cars or weapons or clothing. See, I can see it for certain things. Like, for example, if you were talking about, um, like, for example, what they're going to do with Elder Scrolls for the PlayStation 3. We're going to have a new class with new quests, but it's still going to occur in the same geographical landscape. It's not like they're adding a new area of the game. And I could see expanding on the game in that fashion through a microtransaction. I can justify that. But then you look at EA, for example, with The Godfather, who um, they sell you in-game weapons, but then you have to buy the money, in-game money, in order to be able to afford the weapons. It seems like a little bit of a catch-22. What do you think? Um... I just don't think you you really need to charge people for extra weapons. The only thing you really need to probably charge them for is the extra levels. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, uh, if you look for at Need for Speed Carbon on the Xbox 360, um, when that came out on the PS2 and on other systems, uh, you could attain extra cars, um, maxed out stats for your for your drivers, etc. All that was attainable by button presses, in order to you know do the standard way of cheat codes, if you will, um, to enable you to soup up your your game. However, on the 360, guess what they did? Hmm. All those standard cheats were now microtransactions. And the only way you could get those cheats activated was by purchasing the cheats via microtransactions. So by the time you finished purchasing the game for $59.99 and you purchased all the rest of those microtransactions, guess how much additional you would buy? Oh, probably another 20 30 bucks. $50. So... By the time everything was said and done, just for cheating, uh, you're looking at like $110. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. I, 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 uh, I, I can understand the need to cheat 
in certain games, absolutely. You know, like for example, um, Legend of Lagaya 2 for the PlayStation 2. That was a game that I I did not want to spend 27 hours leveling up on. So I used a Game Shark, and I leveled up because I was more interested in the story because the first PlayStation game was excellent, and I wanted to see how they continued the story. But I didn't want to commit, you know, 50, 60 hours to another RPG at that point. But microtransactions, I I think it's out of control already. And and the bad part is it's only been with us for, what, just under a year? The, fir- the first one was Horse Army... Her- Horse armor for uh, Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion, and now EA is going nuts, and there's no regulation, and there's no rampant. Con- it it seems like it's already out of control. What do you think the big term picture is? I mean, obviously microtransactions are not going away. What do you think will happen with the industry as a result of these microtransactions? Well, I, well, I would like to see some sort of boundaries put on it, so it's regulated to just the levels and maybe the weapons and different cars but they need to say look if you're going to sell cheat codes don't even bother with it cuz it's you know you're just making the consumer waste their time and money on that now here's here's another related question though you said that it should be regulated who should it be regulated by in your opinion i mean what would you like to see happen I would like to say the uh, video game manufacturers, but I think it should probably fall on um, the Xbox Live, the PlayStation 3's online service, and possibly Wii's when they get everything up and running for that. See, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly because, I mean, EA is a publisher of games, and obviously they're the ones attempting to, you know, do this. I I think it's going to be a case. See, the problem, though, is that Xbox Live had to approve those things in order for it to be on the live service. So I'm wondering, would Microsoft, for example, actually say, uh, no, this is too egregious? I mean, Microsoft, of all people. Of all of all companies, would they say no? This is too egregious. Uh, my my personal answer is no, and I ha- I hate to say it, uh, although I love them to death. I think Sony would be the same way. Now I think Sony does have more uh, a structure in mind that they're going to try and work with, because so far we've not seen any kind of. I mean, granted, we don't have any microtransactions for any games yet on the PlayStation 3 network, but at the same time, everything that they have rolled out has been extremely affordable. Um, and we're going to be talking about a couple uh, couple different uh, new downloadable games that they have available today, I believe, as well, uh, during the news section. But do you think, really, Andy, that they would uh, limit the microtransactions? I don't think they will, since they're probably going to have people, no matter what, they're going to download any kind of content that they see up there that they need. See, I, I'm afraid that all this is going to fall back on is basically going to be the, the same kind of thing of the only way it will be taken care of is you vote with your dollars. If they don't generate a large enough revenue stream from offering cheat codes via microtransaction, then they're going to stop doing it and go back to the way it was. Um, I, I think that's the only way we're going to 
end up resolving this issue of rampant microtransactions. But that's just my personal opinion. Who knows what's actually going to happen? We'll see. And with that, we'll go to our first break. After this, the news. Newsflash 2007. America joins the war against expensive comics by rolling out its most impressive weapon yet, TDYComics.com. TDYComics.com ships comics to military personnel overseas, as well as to everyday Joes in the good old U.S. of A. Every comic bagged and board, join the fight and win the war at TDYComics.com. TDYComics.com. Welcome back. It's time for the news. Senator Joseph Lieberman had uh, something to say about the video game ratings. He thinks that the parents should be exercising some responsibility for what their children play and see, and therefore protect their children from the worst impact of the games. Does he really believe what he's saying, or is he just trying to get more money out of the game industry? His you know, in the last two years, he's gotten a total of $73,000. And some of that actually came from Linda McMahon of the WWE. What do you think? Well, my gut reaction is if he's getting money from Linda McMahon of the WWE, well, I don't know. I, I Lieberman's always been a tough call for me because he, he seems like um, – at first glance, a a uh, advocate of you know regulating games, banning games, etc., and that it's you know a terrible thing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I actually have a little bit more moderate view on him. I believe that he's attempting to get parents to do the right thing in and and I fully believe this myself in in being involved with what your kids play. And I have no problem with that, and I have no problem with him promoting that. I can understand why people have problem with perhaps, you know, hypocrisy uh, that he's taking money from an organization like WWE, which obviously does make its money off of, uh, no other way to say it, sex and violence. So I can understand why people may call him hypocritical, but at the same time, is it really if he's helping to promote... Um, if he's helping to promote it in a controlled fashion, all he's basically saying is parents need to be involved. And with that quote that you read, you know, that parents need to exercise some responsibility, I I totally agree with that. And I totally believe that the ESRB is a good thing in helping parents decide. But at the same time, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've stood in GameStop and watched a kid try to get his mom to buy him Grand Theft Auto and I'm the one, just another customer, that foils him from getting Grand Theft Auto. You know, no nine-year-old kid needs to be playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, for example. Or do you disagree with that, Andy? No, I'd, those games are not meant for kids. There's too much content in there that all parents, I think, should sit down and play, the, watch their kids play what games they buy them so they can see what they're playing. And see, the thing that really bothered me when I was in that particular GameStop, which was not where I currently reside, luckily, um, was that the they were interested in making the sale, not, you know, really informing the parent 
of the content of the game. And I found that to, that's why I said something because I mean, they did say it is rated M for mature, but that's all they said. They didn't say anything about, you know, the actual content of the game. And, and that's when I, you know, when she looked like she was actually considering purchasing it, I basically said, um, ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry to, you know, butt in. I, I'm not really trying to eavesdrop, but that's not a game you really want for your nine-year-old son. And that, that really appalls me. So I do think that the ESRB is a good thing. Do I think that it needs to be government regulated? No, that should fall upon the game's retailers themselves, in my opinion. Well, uh, let's see what else is going on. There's a sequel to Silent Hill in the works. Um, Neil Gaiman is working on the script. Um, for those of you that are comics fans, uh, everybody knows Sandman. Um, and he just finished The Fountain as well, which got rave reviews, although it did terrible in the box office. Um, and then Roger Avery is also working on writing it with Gaiman. Um, and there's no word on whether Christopher Gans will direct this one or not. Hopefully not. Did you see the first Silent Hill, Andy? I have not had a chance. Christian Slater at his best. Um, as usual, pretty much any video game that gets turned into a movie is complete and total terrible garbage. I can't uh, say how much I disdained the first one, and uh, I, I'm hoping that uh, the only the only worse thing they could do than getting Christopher Gans to direct it would be to have Uul Bowl <laughs> direct it. <laughs> so please, guys, don't don't do that to us. I, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it seems the uh, British Chiropractic Association has come up with some Wii warm-ups. They suggest you do shoulder shrugs, wrist stretches, make a fist, neck muscle stretch, and the lower back loosen. I don't know if that's actually going to help you, but uh, just remember, <laughs> when you do these warm-ups, none of them should cause you pain. So if they do, stop right away. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of really bad dances. Everybody do the lower back loosen. <laughs> Ah, uh, crazy. Um, <laughs> oh, also remember, put your wrist strap on so you don't throw the Wii across the room and destroy your television set <laughs> or window or mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, let's see. On the PlayStation 3 news front, uh, Japanese PS3 network gets Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. It's already available if you are in that region and listening to us, let us know. <laughs> because as far as I know, right now we're only USA-based, but hopefully someday in the future that will not be the case. Um, they're getting Tekken, Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection, and this is the same title that was available for the PSP, but it has a couple new additions to it. Uh, for one, you'll be able to play Jinpachi, the uber-cheap boss, as well as the ability to... Uh, support full 1080i resolution for those of you that have uh, HD TVs. The uh, download is about 830 megabytes and it's selling for around 15 bucks after you do the conversion from yen to dollars. That's really for the game. I I think it's it's kind of a toss up for me. Um, they have no word on when it's going to be released to the North American network, but 
I'm I'm a little. You can buy Tekken Five for twenty bucks as a uh, greatest hits title. So I'm wondering if a fifteen dollar price tag for HD support, slightly better graphics, and um, one extra playable character. Do you do you think that's worth it, Andy? So wait, they're only charging you fifteen dollars for the same game with an extra character. Yeah, I'd, you know, if I were a Tekken fan, I would probably go ahead and pick that. And I guess it does have the full... I suppose if you don't own Tekken 5, then it's definitely a must-buy, because it's basically the same game with, what, the total of three new characters, I believe, uh, because you've got the two new characters that were introduced on the PSP version, plus the boss, Jinpachi. So I guess... That's that's a really good buy if you don't already have Tekken 5. But in my mind, for some reason, I'm having a little bit of a hard time justifying another additional $15 for three extra... Yeah, I, I, I guess I would. I, I do have to say that one of the the characters from the PSP version is now like my favorite Tekken character of all time. But But that's because she's uber cheap. And I digress. Do you have any other... Uh, any other PS3 or PSP news, Andy? Uh, let's see. In Japan, the uh, there's a Jimi Hendrix UMD floating around. It's got 11 clips and videos of classic Hendrix songs. It's got uh, Purple Haze and the Woodstock video for the Star Spangled Banner. The only thing is the UMD is Region 2 encoded, so it's only going to work on Japanese or U. Or European PSPs. <laughs> That's uh, kind of ironic, don't you think? <laughs> A little too. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just also got word, speaking of uh, Japan, that Idea Factory is putting out another tactical RPG game, and it's going to be based on the uh, Blazing Souls title from the PlayStation 2, and it'll be called Absolute Blazing Infinity. And if that's not a name, I don't know what is. It's uh, scheduled for March 29th release in Japan, but no word yet on whether or not it will be released on this side of the pond. I'm guessing that it probably will. And uh, the only other thing I want to tell you about before we head to break, Andy, is there is a... Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, we discussed uh, the series on collegehumor.com called uh, Street Fighter The Later Years. I should have mentioned at that point that there is explicit language in it, so um, do be careful there, moms and dads, about letting your kids watch it. But uh, while I was out, I managed to... Uh, somebody I was showing it to somebody here um, in my shop, and somebody said, wow, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen, Street Fighter related on the web. And I said, have you never seen Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat 2? And they said, well, what? And I said, ah, oh, yes, there is a, there's an amazing flash out there. Uh, the author's name is Proxicide, and it is probably the greatest five minutes of capturing both Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and putting them in one one video game. I I don't know how long Proxicide took to make it, but I'm guessing it was at least six months. It's all done in Flash, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So make sure you check that out, Andy. We're going to head out for our second break, and we'll be back in a moment. Everyone needs a hero. At Tenth Penny, comic book heroes are something we hold dear. 
With the largest selection of Silver Age heroes in the Omaha Metro, every hero is protected in a bag and board. Heroes and their comics need to be treated right. We care about comics. Come see our friendly and knowledgeable staff of heroes at 706 North Fort Crook Road in Bellevue, Nebraska, or visit us online at 10thpenny.com. 10th Penny, where fun is an investment. And welcome back from the break. And now, as promised, uh, we've got a couple reviews. I'm going to review Go Sudoku for the PlayStation 3. It is a downloadable title. Um, you can download the demo for free, and it costs, I believe, $7.50. Um, I may not be correct on that now that I think about it. I actually didn't write it down. I downloaded it, and I just didn't even care. Uh, it, the point is, is if you've never played Sudoku, it's a fairly simple uh, game. The basic gist of it is that you have a grid, a nine square grid, and you have to put all numbers, one through nine, in the grid with no repetitions. And you say, well, how could you figure that out? Well, they give you a couple numbers to start with. But the complicated thing about Sudoku is that it's not just one grid of nine numbers. It's actually three or four or five or more. It's, it's a lot of numbers. And the point is, is that the number that you put into one of these nine square grids will not be repeated on that row of any of the other grids. So once you've got two, you know that if you look all the way across, that two will only be used once in the area that you found it. Now, Go Sudoku is, how can I say this? It's not terribly graphics enhanced. It is a puzzle game and it's very straightforward. There's not a lot of flashy screens. Uh, the menus are nice and functional. It's easy to get around. It's easy to find the tutorials. It's easy to find everything you want. Uh, but there's not going to be any ooh or ah from this particular title. It is kind of just what it is. Um, the effects are very nice. What little they have, uh, they are very nice. Lots of flashes and all sorts of things. The sound on the game is, is more than adequate. Um, the sound effects kind of enhance the thrill of solving something or letting you know that you got something wrong. Uh, the music is highly forgettable, and for me, that's always a good thing. If it's not uh, something that's obstructing your gameplay, then it's not a bad thing. It's not phenomenal, but it's not a bad thing. I don't call it a negative in my case. Um, and as for gameplay, well, it, it's Sudoku. It's fun, it's fast, it's hard. They offer a number of different ways to play the game uh, where you play against the timer or you can try and set an uh, online record yeah, it's up to you there's lots of different ways that you can play the game um, it's fun it's fast and it's hard uh, it's very left brain for those of you that are visual people like myself this is going to be like the seventh level of hell for you uh, it is literally the hardest one of the hardest games i've ever tried to play but it is fun regardless. Uh, it does have online multiplayer. The only detractor from the entire experience that I can say uh, is that there's no offline multiplayer. So if I have Andy over and we want to play Ghost Sudoku, there's no way to do it. We can't do it, just the two of us. You have to play online if you want multiplayer action. So overall, in my opinion, um, I'd say it's, it's a polished, 
good-looking title. It does what it set out sets out to do. Um, I wouldn't call it anything earth-shattering or genre-breaking, so I would give it a seven out of ten. And seven to me, that's that's a good game, but just above average. Um, it's not phenomenal. It's not terrible. So in my opinion, it's a seven. Andy, well, I want to talk about a little game we call SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. Now, for anyone who's ever played the SmackDown vs. Raw games, which were actually just SmackDown games before, knows they were a lot of fun to play. The action, you know, you've got a lot of great moves. You've got the reversals, which were always fun to do. They messed everything up with this game. They took out... First off, they... They took the control scheme and they changed that. So you have to hold the R1 button to actually do grapple moves, which is not that fun to try and do. The only fun part about that is their quick grapple, which you can just use continually to beat your opponent until you can get your finisher off. The quick grapple was just the flick of the I think that was the R3 analog stick. I, you know, I only had that game for less than a week before I traded it in. Uh, they also have environmental grapples. You can drag your opponent to the rope and choke him with the rope. You can go outside. You've got the uh, steel steel steps you can smash the heads into you got the ring post you can ram the arm into you can drag them to the table rip the top off and choke them with the uh, TV cord or you can go out into the crowd as they call it and fight in this little area where you've got a couple weapons you can grab some weapons from the fans which that was fun for Eh, first couple times you play through and then it just gets old but no matter where you are either on the scaffolding on the ladder on top of the cage you can't do your finisher all you can do is either a splash or an elbow drop which takes all the fun out of it the last game you know we'd play through and we'd do the TLC match Stack the table, stack the ladder. You know, you go, you can go out against the barrier, stack the ladder on top of the barrier, throw your opponent on the table, climb that ladder. You know, you've got a long fall. Pretty much kill yourself doing that. Same with the uh, top of the cell. You know, that was the funnest part about playing that game. Especially when you take it over and you play with another player. You guys just find whatever you can do to try to kill yourself. They ruined that by taking all those little glitches out. But they they did improve the graphics a little. Not much. They took out a lot of the cruiserweight moves. So you can't in yeah, you cannot assign cruiserweight moves to the heavyweight players anymore. 
so you're not going to see a big show doing the 450 splash. The other thing, the commentary, exactly the same as last year, but they've screwed it up in that the moves they call aren't what you're actually doing, and JR calls you by someone else's name as he's commentating. So the whole commentary through the whole thing is just completely screwed up. You know, the music was good on there. Well, the entrance themes were good on there. The music that they put on, not as good as last year's. Last year's wasn't even that great. But uh, they did a pretty good job syncing up the voices with the uh, mouths. So that was impressive. Especially with Mr. Kennedy's entrance, where he comes in and he does his own announcing. That was probably one of the funnest parts was watching that. So yeah, I'd give this a 5 out of 10. It needs work. If you want to play a good wrestling game, go ahead and pick up SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. That shows the fun of the actual games. I have to completely agree with you, Andy. I've uh, had the game for the PS2, and I also had a pre-reserve for the PSP, and I ended up taking and canceling my PSP reservation um, because the, generally everything was much slower, and it, it just made the game unfun. Now, did you uh, play the ladder match? You know, I did, and what annoyed me more than anything was the fact that when... Anybody punches you once, you fall down, and you roll around on the ground for a minimum of 30 seconds while you're pounding your brains out on your controller trying to get back up. I, I, it just sucked all the fun out of it. it they forced us to play a WWE-style speed match. And, you know, if you were trying to recreate other, you know, TNA, ECW, things like that, you know, they, they do more than just a punch rest, punch, rest. So I, I was really disappointed with the game. Here's hoping that uh, Midway's TNA impact game will be phenomenal. Well, that's going to do it for today. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you want to get a hold of us, as always, visit us at GamersLedge.com. You can visit our forums at GamersLedge.com. Email us at GamersLedge at gmail.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs>